0: Welcome to The Shoe. Glad you're here. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. I do appreciate it. Pete Callender here, News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Uh, a couple things on deck today. I believe we've got Becky Gray from the John Locke Foundation. We, If we do, it'll be at 1.30. So we'll find out. I assume that was the case. <laughs> I forgot to confirm with her. But I think that's where that's going. 2 o'clock. Um, we're going to talk about 9-11, the 20th anniversary of it. And... Um, so just be warned. It's going to be kind of uh, a heavy intro at the 2 o'clock, uh, the beginning of the 2 o'clock hour. But I think it's important, especially on a 20th anniversary. And I know there are a lot of people that have a lot of views about uh, Afghanistan and the like and and, it, and its connection to 9-11. So uh, we'll do that in the 2 o'clock hour. But obviously, I got to start with what Joe Biden wants us all to be talking about rather than the Uh, the Charlie Foxtrot of an exfil operation uh, in Afghanistan. And that's COVID, which honestly, like, I can't really blame him. He's got two different, you know, two different things that he was hoping would be mission accomplished, victory speeches, and neither one of them panned out, right? COVID and uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan. Neither one has really gone the way he wanted them to go. Um, he's got, you know, what, they just had a flight that came out of Afghanistan today, so good job on that, finally. Um, and then you got the, oh, and then there was the report there, you just heard at the top of the hour, that Al-Qaeda may be setting up again in Afghanistan. Who would have ever suspected such a thing? Completely unexpected. And, um they're going to have, they're going to have a field day. What the, the Fort hood shooter, that murderer, uh, he praised and congratulated the Taliban for, uh, taking back over, uh, you know, 20th anniversary. And yeah, so like we're, we'll get into that. This is what, this is what Joe Biden doesn't want us talking about on the nine 11 anniversary. And I was listening to Mick Mulvaney, the former chief of staff for president Trump. He was filling in for Vince Coakley there. And, uh, I mean, just a lot of really great insight in the world of politics. And we in the first hour, I think he was talking about it. Maybe I forget, but he was talking about the news cycles. And it used to be, you know, you've heard about the Friday, you know, dump, right? Like if you want something bad to get out there, you want to just dump it and have everybody ignore it. You do it on a Friday afternoon. And there are a number of reasons for that, Uh, namely that the uh, the reporting core, they're gone. They're already at the bars, you know. They're already, <laughs> they're gone for the weekend. They're not there, and so and also in TV world, a lot of the schedules for your A list anchors and talent they're actually running on a um, on a Sunday through Thursday kind of schedule. So they're done. They're, they may not even be at work on a Friday. So that's part of it, and so Thursday helps. A Thursday afternoon, or in this case yesterday, 5 o'clock, right? A Thursday afternoon uh, speech where he doesn't take any questions, even though he sticks a bunch of reporters there. I, like, if I'm the White House press corps, I'm wondering, like, what are you even doing here now? Why are you even hanging around when he comes to do these speeches? Because he's not answering questions. He's not even taking questions. So why even bother? Like, just turn the camera on and just, you know, do your two-minute hate and be done with it. You don't even need the crowd. Anyway, so the... Uh, The president makes his remarks. And I thought Mick Mulvaney was he's exactly right. Like you put that out there on a Thursday. Why? To uh, to mold the weekend coverage, the Sunday talk shows. And while a lot of people on the right don't really give a rip about what's going on on the Sunday talk shows any longer. A lot of people in politics inside the Beltway, the Acela Corridor, you know, the New York or I guess Boston. But I don't really like Boston, so I don't even put them in that group. But New York to. Well, I mean, I grew up in New York, so like Boston's always like, eh, like they try. So you got New York all the way down to D.C. and that whole corridor. And um, they are very still they are interested in the Sunday talk shows. That's what drives their decision making on what stories to cover and the like. And so I thought Mulvaney's comments on that were uh, exactly spot on. And um, that's why Biden is out there doing it. And, And this is provocation. You can't listen to his speech and not realize that this is provocation. I was watching it last night, um, and it's very clear. I made this comment. Like, anybody who has siblings, and I'm one of four siblings, like, I know what it is like to be provoked. And I know maybe a little bit about provoking others, maybe. But I understand how that how that works. And anybody who who doesn't, like, maybe, I don't know who that would be, but, like, this is what it obviously looks like. Like, you're he's obviously blaming Ron DeSantis and Republicans for everybody not being vaccinated and how all the unvaccinated people are threatening the lives of the vaccinated, which doesn't make any sense. The like the message failure on this is astounding. I don't feel the need to say this. I'm vaccinated. I got both doses. I understand like when I was, uh, when I went to get the vaccine, I was doing so because I was under the impression that this was going to prevent me from getting COVID-19. Then we find out, no, it actually doesn't prevent you from getting it or spreading it. It just minimizes the symptoms. Okay. Well, I'm willing to roll with that change. I, I can do that. Um, I mean, that's what the rock song told me to do. So I roll with those changes, and I'm, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I still would take it if that's the deal. If they're saying if you take this, it's going to minimize the uh, the impacts. I I like that. I same reason I take aspirin for my headaches. Right? It minimizes the impact. Doesn't get rid. Uh, it doesn't cure me of headaches, but it will help minimize it. That's all okay. But I don't understand this idea that. If I have the vaccine, that somehow or another my life is jeopardized by somebody who doesn't. Their life is jeopardized, not really mine so much because I got the vaccine. What am I missing here? (music) Zeke Miller writing at the AP. In his most forceful pandemic actions and words. President Joe Biden on Thursday ordered sweeping new federal vaccine requirements for as many as 100 million Americans, private sector employees, as well as healthcare workers and federal contractors, not the postal workers, though. Just a heads up on that. We don't want we don't need to mandate vaccinations for the people that literally go to everybody's houses. We don't need that. Right. Postal workers, you guys are exempt. No worries. It's an all out effort to curb the surge in covid-19 Delta variant. He has been criticized by those evil Republicans and some union chiefs. Yeah, the American Federation of Government Employees National President Everett Kelly insisted that changes like this should be negotiated with our bargaining units where appropriate. But the AMA, they're all on board, the National Association of Manufacturers and the Business Roundtable. They all praised the uh, strong or with strong words, the uh, president's efforts. Here, uh, just two months ago, Biden prematurely declared that the nation's independent, uh, independence from the virus. Uh, now, despite more than 208 million Americans having at least one dose of the vaccines, the U.S. is seeing about 300 percent more new COVID-19 infections a day, about a two and uh, about two and a half times more hospitalizations, and nearly twice the number of deaths compared to the same time last year. Some 80 million people remain unvaccinated. Why? Well, Joe Biden doesn't really care. He he doesn't. He did not address any of the concerns. This is the thing that ticks me off the most about the speech last night. And there were a lot of things that just really hacked me off. But this is the this is the main one. If you're gonna get up there and start your speech and say, I'm gonna lay out the facts for you, then for the love of me, you have to lay out the freaking facts. OK, you need to address. The facts, you need to address the arguments that people are making, the way to convince people who have their because they have their beliefs, they have their uh, their their science, their data and facts. Am oh I The science and data and facts. Am oh my. Right. They've got it all. I'm talking about people who are opposed to the vaccines. They've done research. And you may not agree with the research that they have done. You may not like their sources, but they know why they don't want it. And unless you're going to meet them on the grounds where they stand, you're not going to be able to persuade them ever. And he did nothing. All he did was say what? All he did was say, you should get it. It's the right thing to do. You guys stink, you MAGA heads. That's essentially his entire argument. That is not a persuasive argument. It wasn't. A year ago, right, when everybody was like, got to wear the mask. It wasn't persuasive. Just do it for everyone else. It's, no, what's the science? You guys keep saying the science, the science and data. You keep saying it. Well, prove it to me. Have the president actually address their arguments. Okay, so people who are opposed to the vaccine, they think it's going to change their DNA. That's one thing, right? People, you might hear them say that, oh, it, you know, it's going to change the DNA. Well, how about you address that? How about you go through and argue or bring some sciencey science guy out there and have that person argue uh, against the positions that people take rather than yelling at the people who take the positions? How about that? Just an idea, just spitballing. But here you go. This is Biden last night setting the tone here.
1: Even as the Delta variant 19 has COVID 19 has been hitting this country hard. We have the tools to combat the virus. If we can come together as a country and use those tools, if we raise our vaccination rate, protect ourselves and others with masking, expanded testing, and identify people who are infected, we can and we will turn the tide on COVID-19. It'll take a lot of hard work, and it's going to take some time. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans are still not vaccinated, (laughs) even though the vaccine is safe, effective and free. You might be confused about what is true and what is false about COVID-19. So before I outline the new steps to fight COVID-19 that I'm going to be announcing tonight, let me give you some clear information about where we stand.
0: You stink. That was essentially the message.
1: That's where we stand. He says,
0: oh, the vaccinated are frustrated with the unvaccinated. Uh, I'm vaccinated. I'm not frustrated with them. They're making their own decision. I disagree with that decision. But then again, I'm not the kind of guy that wants to tell people how to live their lives. So I admit I'm coming from a different perspective. I am a lowercase L libertarian. I don't want to hurt people and I don't want to take their things. That's my sort of overarching philosophy uh, in how to you know, move through this society and look at you know, policy. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to take their stuff. And um, you've got people that are not vaccinated that have made a decision for themselves that is, again, I think misguided, but that's their decision to make, and they they do not pose a threat to me. I'm vaccinated. Unless you're telling me the vaccines don't work. Is that what you're saying? Are you saying the vaccines don't work? How about the people who are unvaccinated who are frustrated with the vaccinated? Look, this... There's a lot of stuff to go around. I've I've talked about this before. You know, you got vaccinated people that are trying to make life miserable for the unvaccinated and vice versa. Like, I don't understand, like, unvaccinated people. Like, I don't understand you guys. You're like, you stupid moron. You got the vaccine. You shouldn't have done that. Like, you're trying to convince me I made the wrong decision. Like, why do you care? Seriously, why would you care what I'm injecting into my body? Right now? I understand if the vaccinated people then turn around and say, uh, you know, hey, you unvaxed person, you're a leper. Uh, Now I'm going to set up this whole, you know, separate society, this two-tiered class caste system, and uh, you're going to be over there not being able to participate fully in the economy and the civilization because you didn't do the thing I want you to do. Like, then I understand. Absolutely. Then I understand. But if I'm just vaccinated, why do you care? And vice versa. If someone's unvaccinated, why do you care, vaccinated people? Why should you care? Oh, because they're going to spread it. You're spreading it, too. You're spreading it, too. Here's Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT, Pete Callender Show. You can email me, Pete, at the Pete Callender Show. Joseph says, Pete, I think Biden's vaccine mandate is just a poop test, I'm assuming. Poop test? Okay. I mean, it's it's an emoji. Looks like a little poop. For when they come for the guns. Uh, so it's just a test. They uh, they're already talking about gun violence as a health care issue, setting it up for the same type of action. The dorm room Bolsheviks we laughed at in the 90s are in control of that feeble old fart. And we better be ready to fight, says Joseph. Um, I have another email here from do, 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 Alex, who says the big elephant in the room. Natural immunity completely ignored. Yeah, this is the thing I don't understand. Um, which is funny because they accuse Donald Trump of being very online, on Twitter all the time, and oh my gosh, he's on Twitter and tweeting and just stop tweeting and all this other stuff. But the White House seems to me to be governed by Twitter, left-wing Twitter. You see these people start agitating on Twitter, and all of a sudden you see the White House react to it. Case in point, Chris Saliza from CNN. He said this yesterday or day before. He was like, I don't know how else to express this, which is weird because you're a pundit. Like, you should know how to express things if you're a pundit. But I digress. He says, I'm mad as hell and so sick of people who won't take a damn vaccine that is 90 plus percent effective. I am so angry that their selfishness and unwillingness to follow the science. endangers my nine-year-old son that can't be vaccinated yet. That's it. Okay, so let's run this through, shall we, Chris? Let's say I'm vaccinated, which I am. uh, And I am in close proximity to your child, to your son, nine years old. And um, (sighs) I'm just expelling all sorts of lung juice all over the place. He can't get vaccinated. I have COVID-19, but I'm also vaccinated because I can spread it. Right. That's what we have learned. I can still spread it. And so um, I give it to him. Oh, no, now he's got COVID-19. That's the one scenario. Let's do another scenario. Exact same circumstances, except I don't have the vaccine. I'm... (sighs) Lung juice all over the place. He inhales it. He gets COVID-19. Oh, my gosh, he's got COVID-19. Explain to me the difference in these situations. What's the practical difference? Because it would be different if the vaccine actually prevented the the disease from spreading, right? If it actually stopped the virus from spreading, then that would be helpful, right? Like I could see that argument making sense Like, because that's a herd immunity argument and I am down with herd immunity. I've been pro-herd immunity from the very beginning. That's why I was like, ooh, what's Sweden doing? Let's pay attention over there. That's going to be a good test case to see how it works. By the way, Sweden looking pretty good right now. Yeah, they're not seeing the big delta variant spike like everybody else's so uh i'm kind of curious how exactly are you supposed to convince people who by the way the people who are not getting vaccinated they tend it's not really the the MAGA supporters it's not all those trumpkins no no young poor black folks oh that's uncomfortable that's a little awkward little awkward so is that who he was talking about last night? No, it was not. He was only talking about Death Santos and the Republicans. That's who's to blame. He he lays the blame at the feet of people who have not yet received shots for the sharp rise in cases, killing more than 1,000 people per day and imperiling a fragile economic rebound. So he's laying the groundwork here also. Like, if I have to lock down again, it's your fault, Right if we don't get a good economic recovery because I have to fire everybody because I told all the companies, right, to basically fire everybody. like Isn't this the kicker on it all, right, which is you're claiming like, oh, you got this economic recovery that's now imperiled. At the same time, you're telling businesses that they need to mandate vaccines, and if they don't, they need to fire everybody. Or they're going to face steep fines, which will put some of them out of business. You think that's going to be good for your economic recovery? Well, that's why they should just do what I say. Right? Of course. All right, let me jump over here to Mike. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the program. How are you? Well,
2: hey, Pete, hey. You kind of just hit it on it there. Um, just do what I say. At some point, this has started to sound like uh, a frustrated parent of a teenager <laughs> or a preteen saying, "Just, just do it because I said so. Right. That's why. <laughs> you don't need to know
0: why. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not science that's just authoritarian I mean and you could exactly say like a, th- the point yeah that's the, uh, that's the parent's yeah, and, and authority that, that's,
2: yeah. a, that's a derivative of, of just control mm-hmm. right but it's 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 something that also makes it more difficult for them uh, to back away from
0: yeah true it does and it also provokes the person that you are saying that to do you think because when you say that sort of thing to your teenager does the right. teenager respond well or uh, no not, not well? so much been <laughs> right. there, done that. <laughs> right, okay, Mike. I appreciate the call.
2: And by the way, I identify
0: as vaccinated. You identify as vaccinated. Well, that's good enough for me. I think. I think that's. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's how that works. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, look, if Mike were in the room with me, exhaling all of his lung juice, and I'm inhaling it, and I get sick because he's unvaccinated, and I catch it, and I got COVID nineteen now. Um, I'm hoping that the the vaccines will minimize. That impact on me. That's my gamble. That's my bet. My risk assessment was hey, you know what? I'm going to take my chances on the vaccine versus getting COVID and dying from it because th- for my cohort and with my comorbidities, I'm looking at the risk factors and I'm thinking hey, you know what? uh slight chance that I'm going to die from COVID 19, catch it and die, very slight chance, but there's an even slighter chance that I have some sort of negative reaction from the vaccine. So I'm going to do that. And if it works, as it does apparently like with this 96, 97% efficacy, then uh, chances are really, really good that it's going to also minimize. If I do catch COVID-19, it'll make it less severe. So that's a win-win. That's why I decided to do it. And like I am up to date, up to speed on the arguments against the vaccine. I don't find them to be persuasive. Um, But I want to see, this this has been my beef with, Governor Roy Cooper as well. For a year and a half, he comes out there and says, we already know what needs to be done. Just mask up. Just stay locked down. Now get the vaccine. Why? Because that's what the science and data. That's what it says. It's like a mantra. It is. It's like a religious mantra. That's all they say. Well, the scientists say that this is what's uh, what's needed. Well, how about you bring some scientists out and you bring some other scientists out and they have a debate? How about that? How about there's some actual discussion on the science? And then we can all kind of decide, I think this guy's right. I think that one's wrong. Can we do that? Are we allowed to do that? Is that acceptable? Do we need to check with the social media companies? Do we need to let them? Right. We need to run it through their censorship boards first. I just need to know what the rules are here for science. Traffic science. Well, for traffic science, we go to Boomer Von Cannon. Science. It's kind of like a science. Well, It's more art. Here's a national security lawyer, Bradley P. Moss, Esquire, writing on the Twitter machine. I think Republicans are estimating, underestimating how sick and tired the vaccinated are of being patient with the unvaccinated. I love this idea. Like they're they're actively promoting this idea that their anger at other people is, first off, justified, but also is a reason why they should be able to just, you know, blow through any kind of constitutional restraints on the executive branch he says, we're tired of disruption to workplaces. We're tired of schools having COVID outbreaks due to Delta. We're tired of disruptions on airplanes. Get vaccinated. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll definitely do it. Um, I don't think you guys realize how angry unvaccinated people are getting at you. So congratulations. You are now uh, pitted against your fellow countrymen over all of this. Everyone is frustrated. Everybody wants it to be over. Everybody is impatient. We are an impatient people. I understand that. However, I think at some point, these are seven to 10 week cycles that these spikes occur in. Uh, I think we're now starting to see the Delta variant one go down. Uh, right, wasn't that the one that uh, I think I heard uh, on Brett Winterbill's show yesterday, uh, Brett Jensen was talking about the, because I didn't get to see Governor Cooper's um, uh, COVID briefing, but it, I think I, I think it was Brett Jensen, who said that it was on the downswing it just like it seems like it has peaked. Now, does it start dropping? I'm saying probably because virus is going to virus. It's kind of what they do. I'm thinking that's what's going to happen here. Um, So the expansive rules is the the big one here. Look, he can do Biden can do this thing where it's like he's going to mandate all federal employees get vaccinated. And you may disagree with that, but he's within his authority to do that. Even with the federal contractors, he can do it with contractors. He's within his authority to do that but you're going to start now going after businesses that have more than hundred employees which by the way why a hundred why a hundred why not 80 why not 62 like why why'd you pick 100 you picked 100 because it's a nice round number it really like there's no science to a hundred employees if you're actually trying to do the thing you're saying you're trying to do practice battlefield medicine right if you're trying to do this then do it, mandate it for everybody, right? No, I'm not. I'm not endorsing that uh, that uh, that course. But that's a rational and consistent policy. If you want me to believe it is as bad as you say it is, and this is the only way to rein it in, then why are you exempting every business with 99 or fewer employees? It doesn't make any sense because it's all about distraction. It was obvious when he made the announcement yesterday. I think I said that yesterday when it was announced he was going to do this speech. I was like, oh, this is to get us to not talk about Afghanistan on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. That's what that's about. That's what it looks like to me. Let me go over here and uh, get David. Hello, David. Welcome to the program. How are you?
2: Uh, I'm doing great, Pete. Thank great. you for taking my call. Certainly. Hey, I just wanted to say I, I do. I love your show, man. I Thanks. think It's intellectual and funny, and you say a lot of things that... Uh, I think, that don't get expressed on the radio nearly as much as they should be. But, um, hey, I was just calling because I'm one of the uh, 80 million unvaxed. Yeah. Um, my wife is vaccinated. My kids are vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated because I caught COVID, and so I have natural immunity. Um, but I can also understand where people who haven't caught COVID don't want to get vaccinated. Because, you know, first of all, we got to remember that 85% of the people that get COVID don't show any symptoms. Um, so a lot of people might think they've already gotten COVID cause they got sick. And, you know, I was tested and unless you don't believe the test, the test said I had it. Mm. I didn't have any symptoms or anything, but I had COVID. So that's why I'm not vaccinated.
0: Have you done the, so was that the PCR test or did you get antibody testing later? The, the blood testing?
2: I'm not sure which was, I, I, I think it was the PCR
0: test. It did was, they try was, to scrape I your had, brain with a Q-tip? I had, to, I
2: had to, I don't, I don't know that science between the tests, but I had to, I had to quarantine.
0: Did you do uh, the it, nasal swab?
2: Yes, it was the nasal
0: swab. Right. So that was so that was the PCR test. The okay. the, the antibody testing is uh, blood draw. So that's serology. Okay. Yeah, right. they
2: didn't they didn't draw
0: blood. Yeah. No. They did not. And that's blood. the way to confirm. And so this is a real easy way to confirm if you actually had it or not, because the PCR tests are notoriously uh inaccurate. So uh the way to confirm whether you actually ever did have it was to uh is to go like the easiest way is to go donate blood because they'll screen the blood for COVID nineteen. So Oh, okay. Yeah, and then you'll know. Um, and then I'll know. Yeah,
2: I've mm-hmm. donated blood before too, but I don't think I've donated since since I supposedly tested positive. You
0: know when is a really yeah, good opportunity to donate blood would be on Thursday the thirtieth.
2: I know. There's I, I want to do that. I, I I listen to your show about the blood drive, so I, I've got my whole family working to do
0: that. That's that would be awesome. That's, hey, if you come on out there, I might. Yeah, if, I'm going to try to get out there, I mean, I'm going to do the show noon to three, so I'll try to get out there earlier if I can. But uh, so for folks who are interested, it's Thursday the thirtieth, ten to three. It's going to be at the Community Matters Cafe. It's all uh, part of the second annual WBT. Little Heroes Blood Drive goes to help kids fighting cancer. So it's a really good hey, cause.
2: Hey, Pete, can I make a couple more points? Yeah. Do I have time? Mm-hmm. So my, the other thing I want, I, I don't think Biden really cares whether more people get vaccinated. I think that whole speech was about setting up a, it's your fault mm-hmm. that the economy's not, it's not his fault, it's your fault, the unvaccinated fault. And, and that's how they're going to run the election yeah. as they go forward. and and. My evidence to the fact that that's the case is he's not mandating that illegal aliens sitting in the country get vaccinated.
0: Or or, the, or teachers. He, I mean, or, he's doing or, teachers yeah. at the federal level, but how? Like, he's encouraging mandates at the state level. But, you yeah. know, these guys are on conference calls every week with the governors. And why wasn't Cooper out there saying, man, why isn't Cooper mandating vaccinations for teachers? And the Postal Service workers, I think they've, I've heard
2: yeah. that they've got, they've got an exemption.
0: They have them. an exemption huh. as well. Yep. As do, so as do doing, unions.
2: This is all about trying to say, you Trumpers,
0: and I'm a Trumper, mm-hmm.
2: uh, you Trumpers are causing problems, and we need to, we need to, you know, shut yeah. you down.
0: Um, yeah, it's tilling a, you know, the field, I think, is exactly right. I think that's exactly what they're doing for a number of different reasons. Number one, yes, yeah, to set the marker down that Trumpers are to blame for why we can't get past the uh, the pandemic. Trumpers are to blame why the economy isn't rebounding quickly enough. And uh, don't pay any attention to Afghanistan either. It's not my fault. It's everybody else's. Yeah. I appreciate the call, David. Thanks, man. Thank you, Pete. Hi, buddy. And see you at the blood drive. Um, Chris is up next. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Pete. Hey, what's up? Two things. Uh, First off, last night, an epidemiologist was on Fox. I don't remember which show. And basically, if I understood his premise correctly, the vaccines, we're
0: good at killing and stopping the early variants, mm-hmm. but they don't stop the later variants.
1: Therefore, it is the vaccinated who's actually spreading the newer variants.
0: How are they spreading the newer variants just because they don't know they have it? it I guess. Okay. Like I said, I, that's just what I gathered from what he was saying. I could remember okay. everything he said. He's an epidemiologist and I'm just me. Yeah, no, I hear you but uh and the second thing is about the post office i mean i could be wrong but are not the a very large percentage of the postal workers african american and would Postal Service not be one of the highest employee employers of African Americans percentage wise nationwide. That I don't. That's and an interesting med- question. I don't know the demographic breakdown of the Postal Service workforce. That's a good question though. Um, I mean, but it's like six hundred sixty thousand employees. It's a massive employer. So that's a, I think that's a fair question, Chris. I appreciate the call. Got to run to news. Stick around. We'll get uh, more of this on the other side on News Talk eleven ten ninety nine three WBT.